Hey, this is Trevor, and on behalf of myself, Lauren, and Leo, welcome to episode 204 of The Boo Crew. This time around, you are joined by the wonderful Andy Maticek. At time of release, her new movie, Sun, is in theaters and on demand now. It is exceptionally disturbing and amazing. Hear all about what went into creating its unique, unsettling atmosphere, building the tension. We talk about the occult her horror movie firsts, and about her experience starring in the new Halloween franchise as Laurie Strode's granddaughter, Allison, and what to expect in the upcoming Halloween Kills. It's episode 204, and it starts now. This is Andy Matichak, and you have summoned another terrifying episode of The Boo Crew. <laughs> the doctors couldn't find anything physically wrong with your son. Think you could have been dreaming? Wake up, honey. Why do you think these people were here? Who were they? I was raised in a cult. Who was them? They're coming for us. They awakened something in him. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Joining the Boo Crew via the Speakeasy Studio is a tremendous storyteller who's made such a fun variety of choices in her career that have shown remarkable depth and diversity. Starring in TV Project 666 Park Avenue and the iconic Emmy-winning Orange is the New Black, her work in 2016's drama Evol helped it win seven awards in festivals across the country, followed by Nathan Adloff's six-time award-winning Miles. 2018 made her horror royalty, playing Allison, the granddaughter of Laurie Strode and David Gordon Green's Halloween, and the lead in 2019's Assimilate. In her new film, she plays a mother whose son falls ill due to mysterious circumstances. It's a gripping thriller created by Ivan Kavanaugh. It's called Son. It takes this actor to extraordinary and unforgettable performances. It is our sincere honor to welcome Andy Matichek. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That's a that's a heck of an introduction. <laughs> well deserved. And Thank congrats you. on this film. Thank you again yes. for joining us. Thank you for having me. This movie's terrifying on so many <laughs> levels. I find this thing is really your showpiece. And quite frankly, oh, I mean, we you. were blown away by what you accomplished <laughs> on this. Watching you do thank your you. thing in the genre is so awesome. What is your relationship to the horror genre as a viewer were you ever much of a horror fan yourself to be perfectly honest prior to booking halloween i wasn't very steeped in the horror community or in the culture or in horror films mainly because i'm absolutely terrified of them i can barely handle them now even knowing what is happening on the page and knowing how they're shooting it it's still terrifying to me (laughs) but it's actually been such a blessing because I kind of fell into horror and it's a world that I'm so grateful to now know because I mean, I've never known a a community like the horror community. There's so much passion and so much love for what we do and for the stories we tell. And it's, it just is so much fun. I mean, I, I love the horror community so much. 
I don't think there's another community that that follows film that is even close to to the type of passion that that these people bring. What is your earliest memory of seeing a horror movie? I think it was the one that traumatized me the most, ironically, was Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. And I watched it in my friend's basement. And I don't even know if you could say I watched it because I really had like a blanket <laughs> over my head and was just kind of like, la, 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 the whole time. So that was, I think, my first experience of watching like a, a true horror. But I mean, I, it's exactly what you said, because there's so many nuanced movies that are so different and it's tough to just compare one horror to another because there's so many like subgroups inside of the horror genre and it makes it really interesting and really fun and you never get bored because there's just so much originality that i feel like a lot of other genres you know you start to you start to lose that originality over time sure well getting a chance to crash into it so hard with halloween being your entryway into it must have been exhilarating as a performer how did it feel to be able to play in that space and not only in that horror space and push yourself in the ways that a genre like horror can get an actor to do, but to do it alongside the great Jamie Lee Curtis. It's exactly what you said. It's such an honor. I mean, I still can't believe that I get to be a part of it, much less that I get to play Laurie Strode's granddaughter. Like that is just so epic and on so many levels. And she's, I've been a huge fan of Jamie Lee Curtis since I was a kid and getting to work with her on the thing that started everything is just kind of next level. And one of the things that Jamie always spoke about was that her experience filming the 1978 movie was so special and it felt like just such a unique experience. And she's almost been chasing that feeling on a set ever since. And I remember her and John, uh, John Carpenter and Nick Castle on when they were on the set of 2018, they were having a conversation about how, the 2018 movie filming that felt like it was the first time in her career since filming in 1978, that it genuinely felt like that experience again with, with the Blumhouse crew and universal crew and and David Gordon green and Danny McBride and that entire environment that was created almost replicated what they had in 1978, which made me feel so spoiled that like my first major thing was, was that experience. Cause I I feel like I'm going to be like Jamie, just chasing that kind of my whole career. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did an incredible job of tapping into that. And son, what do you find are some of those creative freedoms as an actor playing in the horror space that makes it different and fun? There's just so much range to to the storytelling and to what's happening. And obviously you go from one extreme to the next, which which leaves a lot of room to play and kind of find your way through it. And that's kind of one of the things that that we tried to do with Sun was make it so the audience was really along with us on the ride and not a step ahead of us. And so that was something that was was kind of tough to navigate and toe the line between Laura's reliability as a narrator and also her potential deteriorating mental state. That was something that was really kind of nuanced and and interesting to approach because there's, there's just so much range and so many ways to do it. And, and um, it, it just took a lot of conversations and a lot of interesting kind of approaches. Talk to us a bit about the journey about getting involved with it. How far back does it go and what were the first steps? So I became involved. I had signed on to do it in fall of 2018. And it was right before Halloween came out, I, I believe, that I signed on to it. 
And um, I had met Renee Bastian, who's one of our producers, who has some films that I've long, long admired and really wanted to work with him. And and he had approached me about another job that for a multitude of reasons didn't really work out. And then he came to me with this a couple months later and um, connected me with Ivan. And then once Ivan and I sat down and, and talked and realized that we had very similar visions for the movie. Um, but also we have very different creative minds. So it was kind of a perfect collaboration because his mind works very differently than mine does. And we were able to kind of like challenge each other in a really fun way and, and kind of bring it to life in a really interesting way. Working with your co-star, Luke David Blum, who plays your son, his character is uh, innocent at times, creepy at others and downright <laughs> insane. in some, <laughs> what was the process like in crafting your character, the single mom dealing with a daily paranoia? and the horrors of his issues. I think that the biggest thing that I, I focused on was just my relationship with Luke and Luke is a tremendous actor and we had so much fun together and we really connected as friends more than anything else. So getting to work with him, it's as long as I was present and open and available, it kind of made my life a little bit easier just cause he's so lovely. And, you know, all you do is then try to respond in the way a mother would. And, and I think that that's what's at the core of this movie. That's so wonderful is even though it takes it to the extremes, the simplicity of she's just a single mom doing the best she can with the knowledge she has and the resources she has. And um, I felt like that was kind of special and it kind of simplified it in a way that, that made it a little bit easier to approach those scenes. I had read that Ivan had base this on having a, a baby and yeah. I just want to say like the performance is so real like I don't think I've ever talked about this on our show but like one of our kids as a baby was diagnosed with cancer and it oh was God. like th I had that feeling watching the movie like the trauma and the not knowing what's going to happen you know thank God he's okay now but it's yeah, so, so sorry though oh thank you <laughs> But yeah, that that performance was amazing. And it's really made me feel like that's exactly how I felt, like not knowing what was going to happen to my child. Yeah, I, I mean, that was his entire inspiration for the movie was, you know, his first kid. It was a very difficult birth and his wife and his son were were at risk and they just were so many unknowns. And it's, you know, you're given this unbelievable gift of having a child and then so quickly after you're thrown into this world of not knowing what the future holds, if that child's going to be taken away, if, if your partner is going to be okay, you know, all of these things. And in those kind of sleepless nights, he birthed son. And I think a big part of it was therapeutic where it was like, look, if I can write down something on a page that scares me more than what's happening right now, it makes what I'm going through a little bit more manageable. And that was kind of the inspiration. And, and the other part of that was the relationship between his wife and his son and how he watched from the second that little baby took its first breath, how connected he was with, with his mother. And I think that there is something very special about that, where it's, you carry that child for nine, close to 10 months. And it's, it's a bond that is so deep and visceral that it's it's really tough to explain to anybody and i think that it's that's one thing that this movie i think captures really well is just how deep that bond is and and i really do believe that you know any mother would do what she did like i i think that they would 
Ja? The Boo Crew will be right back. When was the last time you were scared out of your wits by a movie? Halloween, the motion picture about the most terrifying night of the year. Halloween, the night three teenage girls discover the real trick is to stay alive. Halloween, the night he came home. From Compass International Pictures, rated R. How did you tap into that? Was it through lots of discussion? Was it like, how did you get into that space so realistically? You know, I think that I'm fortunate that I have a really wonderful, wonderful mother and one that would do anything for me. And I have a very strong relationship with her now. And that was kind of a big part of it for me. It was just kind of going based on how she would be in the situation and, and how you kind of would react because I, Laura, whether she's crazy or not, doesn't matter because she loves her kids so much. And she's just going to do, she's reacting to what's happening and she's reacting to what's unfolding in front of her being strong for her kid and doing the best she can and making these decisions that may seem absolutely insane, but it's honestly her only choice to keep her son alive and keep him well. And I think that a lot of that is just in the writing and a lot of that is then just built in the relationship between Luke David Bloom and myself. And it, it kind of unfolded pretty organically just because I, I think that if the relationship stands between Luke and, or between David and Laura, the really that, that comes through mm-hmm. the, the dire need to kind of keep that kid safe and protect him at, at any cost. You know, one thing that you tap into as well on that note is the scenes in the hospital where you find yourself having to advocate for a loved one, which is a real thing. I mean, that happened, you know, at our time at the hospital, that happened all the time. Like, that's a real terrifying part of you. You assume you go into a hospital, everything would be taken care of. But no, there is a realistic part of that where you do have to raise your voice. You do have to and ask And when you do things. disagree with, right. with the doctors yeah. and when you do disagree with their approach and how do you do right. that? Yes, in a respectful way, but at a certain point that goes out the window if they're making calls that you don't necessarily agree with and you think are putting your kid at, at, in danger. And mm. it's like, that's something that I felt was a trap of this movie. And I tried to stay very far away from it was her getting too emotional to not make rational decisions because she's making rational decisions. You just look at it on the page. Like this is happening. How do you stop this from happening by doing this? Okay. That's what she does. So it's, it was very important to me to get the emotion as far out of it as possible. And of course it's still a very emotional film, but you know, Ivan and I had a pact. Like anytime you saw her get emotional, Luke was never looking at me. Like David was never looking at Laura because as a mother, you don't, want your child to see you cry, not because you don't want them to see you in that state, but it's because it's going to freak them out. (laughs) Like you have to be strong for your kid in a way that no one else can be because they look to you and it's like, they fall and skin their knee. They look to you. And if you're like, Oh my God, go immediately start crying. And if you're like, yeah, Yeah. good job, buddy. Look at you. You're standing up already. Then all of a sudden they're like, Oh yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) It's, it's really such a power that, that mothers have and that fathers have. So I think that that was really, was really something that we had a total line between as well. 
you have uh, some great scenes with your son as well as your co-star Emil Hirsch. And uh, there is so much blood and gore in this movie. <laughs> Surprises. <laughs> what was your favorite scene to shoot? I don't know. There were so many that were just so much fun. I had a lot of fun filming. Really, any scene with with Emil was was pretty special. He's such an incredible actor. And I mean, he's so seasoned and he's been doing this for so long that, you know, he has just kind of seen it all. And, and he's just so present and emotionally available and generous as an actor that that it was just each take that Emil and I would do in a scene was just colossally different from the one before. And that's always something that's really fun to do. And um, one of the scenes that I loved was, you know, it's not that much of a scene in the movie, but it's the scene in the, at the diner or at dinner rather um, with Emil and Luke, because we were able to, we don't have many scenes where it's the three of us. And it was kind of, I, I got to live the best of both worlds working with two of the actors in the movie that I loved very much. This film gets into some occult territory. What was your comfort level with that and some of the things you had to say? Very scared of cults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Michael Myers is terrifying. And the boogeyman is obviously something that is, is just so haunting. But for Andy, the type of scary is like satanic cults <laughs> and that whole world. It was definitely something that I just had to kind of compartmentalize because otherwise I wouldn't sleep right. <laughs> at all. So I had some lovely sage that I would burn. And um, my mom had sent me like some like a candle that had a lot of crystals in it to keep things at bay. Sure. And she gave me a rosary that like had been blessed <laughs> by someone. Like we, I just tried to kind of not think too much about that aspect of it because otherwise i would just be way too freaked no, out totally making the movie, bringing too much like bad juju <laughs> right. potentially to right. yourself well on that note yeah. leo, leo had a question about that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the, the incantations and the summoning uh scenes were those just made up words or are they no. based on actual language used in the practices no. They're real words. Oh, <laughs> and if what? you Google wow. each one of them, I don't know. It's, oh, no. I even wrote the sequence. I know. Yeah. I even wrote the sequence of them. So they're not, they're not like a conjuring that I think is out there in the world. I, I don't believe so. Um, but each word was very specifically chosen. And um, there's even a difference between the conjurings that you see in the past and versus in the present. Where in the past, the lines were more like, I am your servant, do with me what you will. And in the present, it's like, do my bidding, like you are my servant now. And she kind of takes her power back. But those, yeah, that, that scene was, um, uh, yeah, those were, those were scary. Cause I was like, please, I was like, Ivan, if I conjure a demon, I'm putting him on you. <laughs> like, this is, I'm not equipped to handle that. Just before we let you go, just a couple more quick questions. Of course. John Carpenter is saying that Halloween kills is the ultimate slasher. Even Malik, a cat who produced and owns the franchise, say it's the best since the original. Now only, you know, for sure. Can you say any comment on how violent it is, how gory it is, just the type of adventure we're going to see? It is. <laughs> it is a movie that I think fans will be very happy with. And it's big and it's bad and it's mean. And we see Michael in a 
I think that Lori, Allison, and Karen pissed him off a little bit by locking him in the basement because <laughs> it's retaliation's next level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is awesome, and that's a great answer. What are your yeah. thoughts about the plan to delay that release until after the world goes back to somewhat normal? You know, of course, it's a bummer. Like you want the movie to come out. Fans were really excited. We're all excited to see the finished products. But at the end of the day, like one of the beauties of, of horror movies is watching it with the the horror community mm. and seeing it in a theater with the acoustics. And of course you want to hear John Carpenter's score like in a theater, it's just different and it carries a bigger punch. And this movie in particular, it's so big and chaotic and ambitious and awesome. It deserves to be seen in a theater. And we weren't able to do that last year. And that's just the sad fact of it. And and hopefully we're able to do it this year. And and if we're not, I'm sure it'll be released BOD or however they do it, but how, it'll be out this year at least for sure. But um, it's okay. I mean, it was a bummer to not have it, but if we have the potential of all seeing it together and celebrating the film properly and seeing it in the way that it deserves to be seen, then I think it was the right move. Hell yeah. Did you yeah. get to keep anything from the production? <laughs> hmm. we love like props and like costumes like we're like big into that so i get excited yeah from sun from sun or right, halloween yeah. Any, yeah i was able to keep from sun you have to watch it closely in order to know but the scrunchie that she wears in her hair in the flashbacks um, and it's kind of an ode to like, this is her taking her. Now she's a different person with this and she's taking her power back in these scenes. And um, I got to keep that, which I, which I really love the Halloween stuff. A lot of it has to be archived. Yeah. So I think that on, um, never mind. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all good. All good. Yes, yes. Andy, thank yeah. you again so much. Yes, and yes. again, tremendous job and son. Seriously. You thank blew you so us, much for having me. And, and thank it's you for great. the kind words. I'm, I'm so excited you guys were amped about the movie and can't wait yes. for everyone else to see it. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 204. Special thanks to our guest, Andy Maticek. Follow her at Andy Maticek on Instagram and Twitter. And a time of release, don't miss Sun in theaters and on demand now. Production tracks for this episode provided by Powerman 5000. Till next time, it is the Boo Crew saying sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the bloody disgusting Podcast Network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.